Triss like falls or something, both of them catch a vibe at the same time. That was another one of the moments where I'm like, I should probably let him have this. Like, <laughs> I should le- leave the garden. Something is about to go down. Yeah. yeah. say go like mario each time it does yeah i do it's okay so i think it's unintentional now now that i've been doing it for a little while it's unintentional but there is a little there is a little mario uh uh sauce on it in there there is a go <laughs> you're like a go it's like a very it's very a, low italian accent it's it's mario after dark let me see how close i can get this <clears throat> let's a go nope bad it felt pretty good Not it felt pretty good bad. coming out <laughs> that one sounded pretty good coming out thank you that was good yeah it's uh that's probably like modern mario voice mm. i feel like n64 days are really tough to emulate because you're also fighting through the like compression of n64 say, you're gonna have to compress your audio real quick to, to make it sound <laughs> yeah. like that i'm trying to think what does he say at the beginning of uh, mario kart which mario kart 64 64 i have no idea I remember there's like something he says like in the beginning and then obviously there's choose your player. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't remember what he says in the beginning. What could it be? I don't know. He must just say Mario Kart, right? It wasn't like welcome to Mario Kart. Welcome to Mario Kart. I think that, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's no, it. that's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. There we go. <laughs> it's always just something friendly. He's just your friendly neighborhood plumber. Hey, I'm welcoming you into welcome. the Mario Kart. This is my cart. Sit down and let me hit you with some shells. <laughs> Maybe some lightning. Who knows? What's your favorite sound effect from Mario Kart 64? My favorite this is, sound this effect. Is, this is kind of an, an end of the pod discussion, but we're doing it at the beginning. So I apologize mm. for all of the listeners who expect this sort of fuckery at the end. I don't know if it's a sound effect, but mm. I really love the silence that there is when you are the one person who is not shrunken by the lightning. And mm. you get to go around and like squish people. Yeah, you can really hear the rev of your own engine. Yeah, everything gets really quiet. It's just like you hear mm-hmm. that. Uh, I guess that's probably my favorite sound. It's just the the lightning sound going on. Whatever that is. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Man. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good interpretation of it. And then you go and just blow by people and stomp on them, squish them. Just like, oh, I just got a little neighborhood jaunt right now through the <laughs> through Mario Kart. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of the who had it i mean that one's pretty good i think it may have been the first instance of who had it as well it might be that one and then the the whatever yoshi is doing in that one yeah he's got some he's got a weird vibe in that one too <laughs> he's got a really weird vibe in that one <laughs> <Bring Yoshi's... laughs> that's pretty good thank you i i also need like who had a is a thing that is a a, a a joke and a meme among our friends i really need to introduce the pod extended universe to who had a so <laughs> please let me take you on this journey of uh, me saying who had a and then playing the sound effect <laughs> and now you know what we're referring to it sounds like who had a it sounds like who had a if like you are if you are not donkey kong speaking of who had a uh it's video game podtimism it is the optimist's video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase, and in Mario Kart 64, I feel like I usually... its I mean, I usually play, play DK, but if DK wasn't there, I think I'm... 
probably just a Mario boy. Call call me like mm. simple. Call me a himbo, but I think it's I think it's just Mario for me. I mean, that's a pretty basic answer. Yeah. Either I'm the big bro or I'm the star. Take your pick. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna <laughs> do? I'm David. Huhede does not remind me of video game potimism because Huhede, <laughs> I have issues with Huhede personally <laughs> over he many is, years. Uh, he's he's made you feel some things he's during Mario Party. Tortured me many times. Um, <laughs> and in Mario Kart, my my choice is always a Princess Peach. <laughs> nice. I'm a Peach sick. boy. I like that acceleration. She does move pretty quick. Gotta, Especially when you get the the like mushroom power up, she is whipping, man. I gotta be she able to move. Yeah, I gotta be able to make up for my mistakes real quick mm. Uh, mm -hmm. because they are many in Mario Kart. So I like to be able to get right back in it. Just a quick shout out too, while we're on the topic of Mario Kart 64, I love it in, when you're playing more. I think it's more than two people or like more than one person so like two player and up that they don't play the music usually mm -hmm. when you're playing multiplayer mm -hmm. and it's just the sound of like the carts maybe i'm only playing on a cartridge that like turned the music off <laughs> but my i only have memories of playing multiplayer with just the hum of everybody driving around mm, i know you're talking about it's like i just the game I like, boy or something like that oh, 64 that's 64? the one i'm thinking of I I will at this part play a clip of four people playing Mario Kart to see if there is in fact music behind it. I feel like there's always music. But anyways, we're gonna find out. Um, um, speaking of uh, video game music, David, have you been playing video games? I have. Might might you uh, tell me about those? I'm still playing Rocket League. Hell yeah! I'm bad again. Cool. I'm yeah. sorry, Johanna Travis. <laughs> I'm bad at this game. This this is uh, your public. This is my public apology. Yeah, I don't understand it, and I try to do things, and then I just. I think I, you know what it is? I, I know what I need to do, mm. but I lack the skill to do it. I'm unable to do it. This is a painful place to be. I know where you are right now. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's just like, I have probably four or five whiffed hits throughout the game. Yeah. I'm just like, if I hit that, things might've been different. <laughs> But it's still Hell fun. Yeah. It's still fun to, mm -hmm. uh, to play with the boys. To knock the old, uh, what is a soccer ball made out of? It's not pigskin. Polymer? To knock the old polymer around with the boys. Hide of some sort? <laughs> the inflated animal skin? Hey, me and the boys are gonna go kick around the 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 plastic the plastic one the plastic one oh no <laughs> this happens every episode cousin of the old one <laughs> <laughs> the plastic one has been alive for more than a millennia now <laughs> i just love overly dramatic games yeah yeah, I was I was just texting Garen that he was like I love it whenever David goes into lore voice is what he called it. <laughs> lore voice. I was like he kind of turned into a <laughs> goblin whenever you do like this little like <laughs> which is very fun. I mean, who better to give you the lowdown on the lore than a goblin? He's yeah, he's the the twisted creature who has been around for he himself has been around for millennia. The plastic one has together. been missing for many years when it was kicked behind <laughs> the fence. Then on the great windstorm of 2017, it reared its ugly head once again. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm always worried about resting on our laurels too much, like just making the same joke over and over again. But every time I'm like, damn, that's fun. I like that. That's funny. Got just did some variations on it. So you've been playing Rocket League. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Uh, Luigi's Mansion. We're just blowing through this one. Yeah. What uh, what level are you on right now? We're on the top floor. Okay. Yeah, you're you, you're there. Yeah, we're you're on the top it. floor. Mallory's like, are we almost done with this game? And I'm like, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure we're close. She's like, this game is so short. Like, we've been playing for like 12, 15 hours-ish. Yeah. Well, that's like a standard game length, but she's just comparing it to Divinity. I'm just yeah, like, that is, is not average. Whole... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's like a month-long saga of a game that you play it's 15 seasons of a television yeah, show yeah yeah exactly but yeah luigi's is still really good i still don't quite something about the controls still don't quite jive with me mm-hmm. like when i'm moving him around as i'm sucking i just i always go in the wrong direction I always go in the wrong direction there's something about nintendo games i think mm-hmm. in me that's something about when they think i'm gonna zig and they zig i just zag <laughs> the opposite direction this does um, happen it, did you did you experience this with odyssey no mario games are like better for me hmm. okay but it's like zelda games definitely zelda games <laughs> I can secondhand <laughs> confirm that you have some trouble controlling Mario games. Oh man! Games. If we ever need to do like a YouTube series, it'd just be me playing Wind Waker. <laughs> it would just be a close up on my face watching you play Wind Waker, like or any no of, gameplay. Pretty much any of the the Zelda games from yeah. Ocarina to honestly Breath of the Wild. I had no issues with that one for one reason or another, but all the so others odd. i just have a tough tough time mm. even though i'm a core gamer <laughs> you, you are yeah miyamoto has has deemed you he came out knighted you core gamer mm-hmm. he put the master sword on either of your shoulder and said david you're a core gamer my guy he never said i was a good gamer <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've been playing that and the last uh-huh. i've been playing one other one yes. a new one chase a new one a new one a freshie a freshie what you got i am thou Thou, and thou art, art I. I. You've been playing Persona? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was been, not expecting this. I've been playing Persona 5. My heart just jumped a little bit. <laughs> wow. This is this is a real thrill. I was not expecting. Yeah. I kind of like that we it like un, unknowingly started not telling each other what video games we've been playing. Yeah. We're kind of keeping it a secret. Surprise each other one. Yeah. yeah, to spring it on each other. Exactly. Wow, Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's free on the PlayStation Plus sure. whatever greatest hits thing that they do for a PS5 owner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a wow, flex. That was a mean flex. What a flex. That was a mean flex, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> it wasn't even me. It was my sister. All hail to her. So I was just like, you know, you'd always talk, talk so highly of the game. And I had just mm-hmm. beaten Bloodborne. And I just need something very tonally different than Bloodborne. Fair. And I figured yeah. Persona would be that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is it is in many in many ways. It is the opposite. And in yeah. some ways, it is a little similar, which is mm-hmm. interesting. I didn't expect it to be such a kind of dark story. Yeah, no, they, they like really start doing some pretty heavy shit, which is what I like about the game. You kind of think it's unassuming and like... You know, oh, there's a talking cat and like, it's, you know, fucking nonsense. But then yeah. they're like, no, but this guy's like twisted. The the bad guys in here are fucked and like a, a genuine like abusers and shit like that. And you need to go fix that. It Holy is shit. Okay. very, very anime mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. cute, fun beginning with all this jazz. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy's abusing children. Yeah, it's rough. What? It's crazy. The, they 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 never like really get into it but like there's a lot of implication of like genuine abuse which is like something that isn't tackled a lot in video games at, in general but especially i feel like you know generally kind of like anime based um video games but it's still good it's good it's really it's really entertaining yeah um it's probably the closest that i've ever felt to like playing in anime ever mm-hmm. yeah. just with the story the characters like the gameplay all of it is just very, very anime, in in a good in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally like understand if somebody like doesn't like that. I that makes sense to me. But I think having enjoyed most of it, it's it's something that's like it just it 
I don't know. I really love it. Down to like the UI in the game is also like integrated with the style of it. Love that. Whenever you like pull out your phone and it's not just like standard blue and green text, it's like these little like zigzags between you and the people that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. It's just such a thrill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so, so what part are you at yet? Have you like beaten Kamoshida? No, not yet. It's, okay. It takes a long time to get this it game. It does. It's like, this is a long fucking game. Are we talking like divinity levels of long, maybe longer? I've heard like generally on average about a hundred hours, like for the main sort of thrust of it, which it's, it's a big old game. Jeez. Like they playing this for years. It's going to be a Witcher I, 3 all over again. <laughs> Rather than having like very long game sessions of Persona, it's a lot easier for me to do like a couple of days in a night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like go through and play maybe an hour and a half of Persona. And like there's some days where, you know, I'll just play it all fucking day. But it's it's a lot easier and more satisfying to me to just kind of pop in and be like, oh, I wonder what this person's doing. Or like I've already sort of, I, I don't think this is spoilery, but eventually the game sort of starts to s- structure itself around going into the palaces. Yeah, I figured. Right. And so like the the game timer is still running that whole time. And so something you can end up doing is like, you know, do do the palace very quickly. And then there's like a due date, essentially. Um, and if you finish it before then, you essentially just have another like two or three weeks to hang out with your bros. Man, is that just the best? <laughs> like, what am I going to do after school today? I'm going to go see what On's up to. I'm going to see what fucking uh, uh, Ryuji. Ryuji. Yeah, see what he's doing. Uh-huh. I love I love Ryuji, man. God damn. I mean, it was pretty cool when his persona comes for the first time. And it's oh, yeah. a pirate who's like skateboarding on his <laughs> ship. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty tight. That was pretty cool. There's they they do a, a, a lot of this. Eventually, they have like an ensemble of people in this game. I figured, yeah. Every time that that happens, I'm like, oh, this is just the fucking coolest. Like you, you think after you get the first three, you're like, how could they ever replicate how cool that was? And mm-hmm. then every fucking time, you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah, new person, cool new design. I love what's going on here. And I think like it being tied up in, um, they're usually related to whatever like palace is you're like about to go into and so they're directly influenced by this like you know person who is abusing their power and so it's sort of like cathartic for them to finally like you know come to in a way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like ryuji definitely in the beginning and i think it's that part is exciting just because it's like you know the first time you're seeing somebody else do it yeah other than you know joker but i I felt uh have you gotten to where on is part of your party party yet yeah i thought hers was pretty effective and then Mm -hmm. the next couple as well i'm like god damn like this good shit yeah it's fun it's fun watching these teenagers lose it and be like this is the spirit of rebellion that lies within you (laughs) like oh man it's just like it's very kingdom hearts in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. too with how Mm -hmm. how much it talks about hearts it's the darkness with inside the heart (laughs) it's their true self i'm i'm really glad that it's grounded a little bit more than kingdom hearts is like there's a physical manifestation to where somebody's at Mm -hmm. like if they're really fucked they have this palace or you know when somebody's like realizing their true self they get this like other form rather Mm -hmm. than just like speaking in sort of riddles and like how does this even relate what is a nobody yeah like (laughs) what's going on here A nobody is someone who has no heart. It's the result of someone turning into a heartless. Their nobody is the is the person left behind without a soul. Like, okay, but like, what does that mean? I just think it's so funny that a nobody is a person with no heart. 
<laughs> I know it's, it's so kind brutal. of a bummer. Yeah, it's so brutal. Yeah, sweet. I'm I'm interested to see like a if this game sort of like keeps keeps you going because it is a really long game. So it, it like can can definitely take a little bit of like pushing to finish it if you're you know not tied to like every part of the game. But I, I think the life sim stuff is really cool, or at least that's the stuff that I found really fun. Was mm-hmm. like outside of you know the fun RPG stuff, it's also like I don't know, just hanging out with your friends going out and doing shit getting up those friendship scores so you can have better abilities and stuff Mm -hmm. i see you this this is this is classic chase alvey let me put in fill in a few check boxes here (laughs) if i had a friendship meter in real life i would want to be the most popular person in the world but because there isn't that quantified thing it's uh you know it's cool with being normal maybe your friendship meter is all the way up for me we have some special battle stat that happens What would be what would be our special battle stat? You get plus five podcasting endurance. <laughs> it's the uh, co-op coup or something where we like plug in both of our controllers and just like beat the shit out of somebody. I could see that. It's video, it's video game related, huh? Right? It is. Undefeated um, you, in Overwatch. Not true at all. <laughs> you mentioned that you beat Bloodborne. I did. Yeah. I did was beat that? Bloodborne. Yeah. That was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know... If I've ever enjoyed a game more than Bloodborne while also simultaneously having no idea what's going on <laughs> at all. Yeah, the story is, is like we said, nearly incoherent unless you really root around in the wikis. And even yeah. then, it's still like a little unclear. I did that afterwards and I was still confused. Yeah. <laughs> but I turned into a little slug boy. Mm-hmm. I fought the moon and I became a slug. Yeah, so you got... I. Th- I think that's considered like the 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 canon ending. The I'm not actually ending. sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Once when I when I was talking to good old uh, German German Gar- yeah German and he's like not Garen yeah, actual German Garen Garen <laughs> the first hunter. Um, <laughs> and he was like, "Do you want me to kill you or are you going to refuse?" I was like, "Okay, this is a big moment. Let me check the wiki. What do oh, I do yeah. here?" It's an important important question. And so. Uh, Instead of answering, I was just like, give me a second, Garmin. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Eight, three, one third umbilical cords real quick. Right in front of him. <laughs> like a goddamn monster. Uh, Garmin, give me two seconds. <laughs> I gotta eat some stuff. Just like retching over in the corner. Just like, oh, God. I'm, so- I'm sorry. I need the true ending. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so disgusting. But my my gamer my gamer pride my mm. gamer pride came out and i and without dying beated german and the moon presence back to back jesus david <laughs> back to back baby oh my god no thing Unga just first f- to the f- max <laughs> go get him just first try that's wild it was weird i was just i was just ready to i was ready to beat him i was like let's do it let's go <laughs> German. You had you had spiritually beat him before you had be- begun the actual physical battle. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, once Moon Presence came down, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to do this over again. I had like six bullets and seven vials left, but I still beat Moon Presence. Got him. First try. It's the it's the anime meme where the dude says you're already dead. <laughs> oh my oh. Fist of the North Star? You're yeah, already yeah. dead. <laughs> Just our head explodes. Kenshiro? Kenshiro, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Kenshiro in that moment. You're right. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> you're already dead. So yeah, that was my that was my proud gamer boy moment. Hell good. yeah, that's good. That's wild. It's it's so weird watching you have quite the affinity for these games after having not really had a big interest in them for so long. Yeah, 
<laughs> I think I'm just in a better place in my life where I can take the punishment now, if that yeah. makes sense. More patient, more willing to sort of abide by the rules of the video game. Yeah, I definitely wanted to rail against the video games before and bend them to my will as opposed to bend myself to their will. They set out their rules and you're like, okay. All right, I yeah. can get down with this. Yeah, I was reading something online about these FromSoft games, and I was like, that really kind of resonated with me. They're like, mm-hmm. is it even really like a third-person game, like action game, or is it just kind of a real-time role-playing, like turn-based game because of how long bit. moves take to come out, yeah. you know, how you have to position yourself and worry about that stuff and how long like rolling takes. Well, this one really doesn't take that long. You don't mm-hmm. roll, you just sidestep and that's all I do. It's just sidestep like a madman. I'm just like Goku out there. Um, <laughs> Instant transitioning around the whole pr- Pretty much. The all I do is like, I take three quick steps back, I take two to the side, two forward, and I just unga bunga. There we go. <laughs> Just one big hit. One big hit away. and then run away. <laughs> Let them do whatever they want to do. You know, area of effect attacks, whatever. I'm out. If I get if I get dinked a little bit, just get up on my blood vials and I'm back in. <laughs> Were you still using the Kirk hammer? Yeah. I was a Kirk boy to the end. Wow. Nice. Sweet. Well, great. You did it. You're, I, you're I the, did it. You re- reset the cycle and now you're the, the, the slug boy again. Oh, yeah. I must have... I must have beaten that like the day after we had talked last time. So I just forgot I had, I had beaten that. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sick, sick gamer moments. Big gamer moments. What is your understanding of the story? This is my question. Now. Uh, Yeah. I've pl- I played through this game twice recently, so I really should have a better understanding. Yeah. I think that the world was like dying maybe or something. And then like... <laughs> Some scientists were like, hey, there's actually power in blood. We can use that. And then they're like, cool, let's start using that. And then I think the blood actually drove them all mad, which is why you see all those dudes out there, like, sure. swinging their swords around in that first little area. Uh huh. Uh huh. It also, like, would transform people into these horrendous monsters. Werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as, like, what the hunter is, I'm still pretty unclear. Like, are they just not affected by, by like, the madness of the blood? Which is, I guess, what it seems like to me. I mean, there's Father, Father Gas, Gasquan, Gascon, mm-hmm. Gascoin. Yeah. Who definitely is, was a hunter who gets to succumb to the, to the, to the beasthood though right so i don't know so there's that as far as like the rest of it fuck if i know dude like <laughs> the game is pretty much the meme of uh will ferrell it's provocative it gets the people going it does get the people going it's though. just a very provocative evocative game with its mm-hmm. imagery its monsters its storytelling and it just kind of lets you fill in everything else if you if you want to look for it or if you just kind of want to make up your own interpretation yeah kind of fun. it's definitely in there but it's yeah i this would probably make for a pretty good rum retelling segment i was about both... to say when you started talking about it, I'm like should we do a rum retelling of different FromSoft games <laughs> probably uh, there's there's got to be some way to make it fun like you know one of us reads the first half of the game or something and the other one reads the second half or something to the point where we have no fucking clue what's going on mm-hmm. there is a story in there conceivably we could understand it it's just bananas so yeah i honestly i don't know i'm just there to roll and hit and then you kill the kin yeah and you kill rom the vacuous spider <sighs> I love that fight. And there's big old amygdalas everywhere. I there was like rumors swirling recently that they were either going to patch the game to run at 60 frames a second, or that they're just doing like a full blown remake. Mm. I'm like, I ju- I just got out. <laughs> I just got out, guys. <laughs> Please don't put me back yeah. in. Oh, you know what I saw did in fact 
confirmed get a 60 frames per second patch for ps5 uh yeah there was something recently it was a god of war it was god of war i might have to download that and see what's what's good yeah i might get i might get on that that's a pretty good game i, I would definitely play through it again <sighs> 60 frames 4k come on uh, very worthy of the download mm-hmm. what about you what are you playing i am not playing like a lot of things i've mostly focused in on just a few thick building games um we'll get there <laughs> um <laughs> that's not a no it's not a no uh i have most most of my video game playing time has gone towards death stranding Ooh, okay. really deep into it i i think i'm pretty not pretty close i'm probably still like a good handful of hours away but i'm getting closer to the end of the game do you like it yes yes i've gone from being sort of unclear about exactly how this game operates to maybe not liking it to definitely liking it it is it takes us it took a second for me to sort of like understand the rhythm of the game and the mechanics itself of just like you know what is what is any individual delivery sort of like mean as far as the game goes like how many of these am i gonna do is the game gonna shift at any point like is this gonna change and like deliveries are no longer gonna be the thing you're doing mm-hmm. but uh that's i mean that's that's mostly it the game is not that mechanically diverse it's just sort of like focused on doing a couple of things um, but most of those things I just haven't really seen before. And so, yeah, I, I think I do, I do really like it. Um, the story got pretty wild and you know, it's, it's fucking Hideo. So of course it did, but like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's enjoyable. Like, I think the first time I had tried it, I was a, just not ready to learn more mechanics and not ready to be challenged in the way that it was asking me to be challenged mm-hmm. as far as just like, you know, the game is it like, as far as the imagery it's presenting really rough, like you know, this, I think I was playing it in 2018 and like, I don't know, I just like moved and life was like in flux and our, our bimbo in chief was, uh, doing his best to make my bimbo everyday sort chief. of hell- hellish. Yeah. And you know, things are still not perfect, but I, I think it's a little bit different than it was then. And just, you know, my own personal life has settled a little bit more. And so I was more open to, you know, taking the time to actually like learn what the game is doing and saying. And yeah, it's it's really enjoyable. The I, I will say the the parts that challenge me the most are when the game really starts to dig its heels into being like just melancholic as fuck. Mm. There, there's sections where it's like the game knows you're going to be walking for a while. Sure. Like you've got you're probably like halfway from where you were going to where you're on, you know, getting to. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hideo will throw on a very sad and moody song. Mm. Lo-fi beats to deliver packages to. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm trying to think. It's like closer to like Bon Iver as far as like the vibe goes. Sure. Like new Bon Iver where it's like kind of electronic Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just sort of like lets you walk to the music for a while. And like this, this it, it, it reeks of like mid 20s chase just like steeped in melancholy (laughs) listening to where am uh, i going what am i doing (laughs) the world sucks walking around uh campus to sad sad boy music (laughs) and so like for for whatever reason that's just a little bit challenging not because it's like a bad part of the game just to me personally i'm like oh man i gotta feel sad now (laughs) i'm (laughs) you're gonna make me feel my own emotions (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm just susceptible to that. I'm like, I don't know, like when somebody's like, hey, do you want to feel sad in a movie? I'm like, oh, boy. Okay, let's do it. Do I ever not, but okay. 
I'm a, I'm a big movie crier. That's that's definitely a thing that I do very regularly. Sure. It's just, it's not hard to get me going. Mm-hmm. And so when a game is like having you wander around like a post-apocalyptic sort of area where it's just you and like sad music is playing and Norman Reedus is thinking about a baby on his chest. It's just like... Okay. Do you just like hear his thoughts about the baby on his chest? He sometimes talks to it a little bit, but it's it, the his his sort of story with it plays out over time. So you you know where he's at with with BB. It's the same baby every time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. What a strange game. It's very it's very weird and like there's like I'm I'm honestly kind of surprised that I do like it as much as I do because it's like it's just not that complicated as far as mm-hmm. like what you're doing, but it is just really satisfying to like see a big mountain and be like fuck how am i gonna get up this because it's real easy to fall and you got big packages that'll make you really difficult to stay on your feet Mm -hmm. but if you're just kind of patient and move up it with like in in intent and like being careful with it it's you you get there eventually so that part of it's it's pretty fun so it's a life simulator a little bit it's 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 definitely the most accurate walking simulator i've I've ever played cool really makes you feel like you're walking it does you got to be careful to trip on any rocks damn hideo god so yeah i i i'm really enjoying it i think my my own sort of like comprehension of it will change once i finish it and i i hear it ends pretty well so i'm excited to see like what what comes of that mm-hmm. so yeah i'm i'm in, in quite enjoying death stranding cool i am also uh, strangely enough starting to play halo 5 again all right that's kind of out of left field. It it, it was. It, there there was a there was a, a motivating action. The other day our, our friend Hale um, was like, Hey, it's my birthday, let's play Halo. And so uh, Fuck yeah, me, Garen and, me, Garen and Drew got on some Halo and played that. Happy birthday, Hale. Happy birthday, Hale. It is uh, still very satisfying, and I think like that that group of dudes, we just have like so many hours behind the sticks playing specifically that video game that it's the veterans coming back kind of yeah i i honestly felt like a grandpa playing this game the other day like just like does this combo still work or like does this gun still do okay <laughs> so it's uh it's fun um i'm it, it definitely makes me want to see what infinite is doing i'm interested to see what they do because like i feel like i put a fair amount of time into five i put a lot of time into, into all of them but i was playing five a lot when it came out and then sort of stopped. And so I kind of want that like reset to see where everybody's at. Mm -hmm. I think I, I I definitely enjoy like shooting games that may just be a consequence of me, like growing up when there were a lot of them. Oh yeah. But, uh, I find halo a little bit less difficult for me to digest than like the call of duties. Now sci-fi, you know, it's sci-fi. It hurts a little less to like play it. Mm -hmm. Like we're just shooting aliens or like, you know, the multiplayer is just like other big sci-fi dudes fighting each other rather than like, I gotta go fight the Viet Cong, dude. Fuck. Like, it just feels bad in Hay- or in uh, Call of Duty. You have, to fight the, you have to fight the Viet Cong? In the most recent one, yeah. The, oh, there's like man. a level where you're, where you're in Vietnam just blasting dudes. You have to like, fight oh. people defending their homes. Exactly. Like, it's just like, fuck, Yikes man. We were, we were not here for good reasons and you're making me play it. Like, it just feels bad. Yeah. I, I I usually have a better time with Halo just because I'm kind of able to to focus on the mechanics of it rather than like the moral sort of choices it's making me face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm interested in kind of seeing how that goes. And then the final game, a phenomenal game. Wait, hold on. It is a it's a deck building roguelike uh, with elements of real time strategy and uh, positioning of players and things. Uh, you're not you're not that far off. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I am playing Vault of the Void. David. <laughs> God, what a name. <laughs> Vault of the Void. It, uh, it definitely, it reminds me so much of like the sort of mid 2000s metalcore scene where every band sounded a lot like the other one. <laughs> sure. Like, you know, obviously August Burns Red is incredible, but like that kind of name. Uh-huh. August Burns Red. Asking Alexandria. Vault of the Vault. <laughs> Void. Vault of the Void <laughs> or Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is um, another one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They all they all kind of orbit around a similar naming convention. Um, yeah, yeah. But regardless, this is uh, it is a roguelike and it is a kind of deck builder. The uh, the developer who's just one dude, which is bananas. They uh, they called out specifically on the Steam page that it's not a deck builder. It's a little bit different. Hmm. Um, I think to somebody who doesn't play these games all the time, it's going to sound very similar, Hmm. but it's a little bit of a twist that I really appreciate. Okay. Okay. So the game is, uh, like structurally very similar to Slay the Spire going through different sort of like levels on, you know, any given like larger level, you fight some dudes and, uh, the, the mechanics of like the actual fighting plays out kind of like magic it reminds me of magic a little bit where you are fighting like maybe a couple of people and they all have certain like attack power and uh like things that they do every turn rather than like you know if you're playing i guess hearthstone it's like minions versus minions it's not exactly that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just like these other people who are doing certain attacks and then obviously you have cards (laughs) and uh, that does certain stuff and each of your different like classes that you can pick will do different things okay so definitely slay the spirey in that sense but i think think the the sort of twist on it that they do that's interesting is it almost operates like a, a run of hearthstone in that uh you get cards but you don't have to add them to your deck constantly um so during a run you'll get a card and you can go into your like deck management and add it in there so that during your next battle you can have that in your fight but you don't have to if you don't want to mm-hmm. um so it's much like when you're doing you know a, a a round of hearthstone you play somebody you go back out and you're like shit my deck sucks i'm gonna change it mm. and then you go and you know balance it back out so you have to have i think in this one it's 20 cards i think that's similar to hearthstone yeah and uh and so it's it's more of a game surrounding like knowledge and sort of like knowing how to approach a given situation like they'll give you a little like blur about what the enemy you're gonna fight is it's like hey, you should probably take this person down as quickly as you can because they start to get really strong later. Or uh, this person is better, like they uh, they get stronger the more attacks you do in a certain turn. Sure. So you want to do as big of attacks as you possibly can. Okay. And so, yeah, it's... It's really fun. I'm 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 really enjoying it. Obviously, I like this kind of game to begin with, but I think it has enough twists on this this kind of formula that's um, you know, not I wouldn't say popular right now, but there are a lot of games that are doing it. And and it's just really good. Uh, I like the way the damage system works in this one, wherein mm-hmm. um, in Slay the Spire, you just take damage or in Monster Train, it sort of has to get up to your top level for you to take damage mm-hmm. um, or same sort of thing in Grifflands, but in this one, you the the enemy will attack you, and then you'll have I think it's like threat is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And so, say they'll attack you on one turn, you essentially have a turn to respond to that damage to like block it. So rather than blocking preemptively, you block after someone attacks to prevent you from taking damage. And so it allows you to play a little bit more aggressively rather than like, well, I don't necessarily know what they're gonna do next turn. It's like 
well, I know exactly how much damage I'm about to take if I don't do anything. So gotcha. I should do something about that. Huh. A little more planning to involve. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of like planning in that way. And um, the also the animation of you getting cards looks so much like Hearthstone. I love it. <laughs> it's like the the like deck sort of like bulging and then exploding, and you get uh-huh. a, a handful of cards. Like, oh yeah, hell yeah. So is this a pl- uh, is this a player versus player game, or is this are you fighting the computer? Yeah, you're fighting a computer. Okay. okay. I don't know if there's plans to do like uh pvp but the the main thrust of the game is playing just the computer so you'll go play through and play a bunch of different enemies and then a boss and then a bunch of different enemies and then a boss and then you fight fight the vault at the end of it mm-hmm. or the void i don't actually know <laughs> it's the bad the big bad mm-hmm. but uh yeah I, I just i find it really inventive and cool i like the the direction it's also like mind-boggling that it is made by one person um like the systems are so complex and the art is really good mm-hmm. that i'm like how does someone do this on their own someone who's real dedicated to the craft i guess <laughs> i guess so yeah we can bar- we can barely pull together a, a, a an hour and a half long chum fuckery for us just talking to <laughs> microphones let alone let alone building a fucking video game on we our need own. to change the name of the podcast immediately to chum fuckery <laughs> video game chum fuckery video game chum fuckery <laughs> just a couple of chum fucks fucking around just doing their thing um so yeah love love me some vault of the void hell yeah it's uh i i think technically it's still in early access so i'm really excited to see kind of where they go with this cool cool hell yeah oh yeah um all this will bring me to my video or pod domestic thing of the week david let's hear it we just talked about this a little bit but it is flow in video games david i love it love it i I've recently realized that I've accidentally, not accidentally, but like very much been using video games as a therapeutic, as a a soothing mechanism Yeah. um, by way of playing a game that I'm kind of good at and can kind of just like turn my brain off, put on a podcast and go deliver some packages. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing this is why I was so interested in the, the FromSoft games recently, because it's very difficult, but not too difficult. I kind of know how to do it already. I don't have to learn a lot of new stuff, but you can really get in there and just, you know, blow three hours out of nowhere. <laughs> sure can. So, yeah, I, I, it's been super helpful when, you know, either work is stressful or uh, the week is busy and I have like a spare hour to just like go deliver some packages mm-hmm. to, to central, not city. And uh, yeah, so Death Stranding is definitely fitting into that sort of like flow model where I know what to do. Uh, you know, I'll turn turn my podcast off whenever I get to deliver something and hear what people have to say, and then you know, get my stuff, load up my pack, and go walk around for half an hour. Get going. I got, I got places to be. <laughs> I know that, that we say video games are good for you now a lot, but uh, they are quite good for you. It's been uh, very incredibly soothing to just sort of be able to not. It's not zoning out because I'm playing a pretty active role in it, but to just be able to be like, I know what challenge this is about to bring me, and to to sort of execute on that is, is pretty nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. totally very cool so yeah kind of a short one but that's 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 mine no that's great um that's great. david do you have something relax sense of, <laughs> do you have something feeling your sense of optimism this week relax to the the, the soothing sounds of boney Vare, by the way of norman reedus and hideo <laughs> kojima take it easy um <laughs> That was my disc jockey for uh, Death Stranding. Thank you. I was feeling my optimism this week is mm-hmm. gaming with uh, mature, functioning adults. How so, David? How so? Uh, I'm terrible at Rocket League. Sure. I'm bad at the game. And yeah. my two friends that I play with are okay with that and don't like 
<laughs> flame me or anything like that. And I can fuck yeah. up and be like, sorry, guys, I messed up. And they're like, it's okay. We're That's still having fine. fun. <laughs> yeah. That's just, it's nice. It's nice. It's a breath of fresh air from the normal gaming experience. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, fuck you. <laughs> Get good. I, I have so many other things that I want to do with my time than watch <laughs> Rocket League Get Good videos right now. Yeah. It's yeah. just. It's fair. Maybe we'll get there, but I'm not. I'm not there right now. I'm not there. Fair right enough. Now. I, yeah, I th- I'm. I'm sure it's just because like the the intent of those those gaming hangouts is not to be the best at the video game. It's just to like hang out with your friends, talk to your friends. Versus like people who are playing online are not there to hang out with their friends. They're there to win Dominate. the video game. <laughs> yeah. If you ain't get out the way. If you ain't got no gamer skills, take your broke ass home, Fergie. I think so. A M E R R R S. How you say it? <laughs> Gamers. <laughs> Gamers. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I I had a, the, a similar experience playing Halo the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we were kicking ass, and other times we got our asses kicked. And uh, yeah. um, neither of those were um, bad experiences. So that was quite a relief feels good man yeah it does feel good man okay do you want to move on to our main thing let's do it okay cool tis the season david tis the season to eat really chalky flavored hearts <laughs> tis the season for some sleezins <laughs> That is definitely how I'm going to wake up Sunday. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day by the time this is coming out, probably. Probably, yeah. Probably. And uh, we decided to throw together just a, just a couple of, of best of lists, some top some top threes. Hey, this is what millennials do when they don't have any other ideas for content. <laughs> lists. <laughs> you all love lists. You open leave number two. <laughs> Um, so we got a, I got a couple of questions. We're just going to run through them. Have a, has a, have a chill little chillax sesh. Talk about our best ofs. Um, and yeah, that's fucking it. There's, there's no, there's no game reviews here from other translations. There's no, uh, Snowjo video. There's no Snowjo video. I don't, I don't have stats. There's no hot stats. I don't have any crazy gaming design takes to, to lay, lay deep. It's just, it's just a list, my man. I never have any of those, so I don't have them now either. So here we are. I picked. I paid an unfortunate amount of money to have those, so I would hope that I have a few. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, so we got a, we got a couple of lists. The the first one we talked about doing was top three romantic games mm. that are not dating simulators. Exactly, exactly. I I don't have mine in an order. I know I said top three. Me neither. But, okay, great. We put we're both on the same both level. Put, <laughs> both put equal effort in the <laughs> list. Hey, it's list hey. day, baby. <laughs> Um, okay, let's uh, let's go through them. What's what's your uh, your first ro- uh, romantic video game, David? Mass Effect Two. Oh man, Mass Effect is one of mine as well. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's probably better because we can we can toss this one around. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic romance game. It's in a with all the the different ladies and men that you can romance and and Turians and aliens. Shout out Garrus. What up? Oh, you sh- you romanced Garrus? I romanced a lot of people. Garrus was one of them. You romanced Garen? I romanced Garen, mm. the Turian. <laughs> <laughs> 
the assassin you called out uh two specifically is that the one that, that you like the most yeah that's the one that I, that's my favorite mass effect and that's the one that i remember yeah. the romancing system being the most robust in sure and most effective in that was a good one i definitely romanced what was it the like the red-headed ship ship lady she wasn't like a party member she was just like on the ship oh uh um kelly chambers kelly you remembered that off the dome chase albie <laughs> there's a reason for this whenever you come up into the first floor i don't know why every time i play this game out loud i would say kelly chambers <laughs> as i walked by <laughs> kelly chambers like the, so the you're creepy... being that asshole in the office i yeah like <laughs> i'm i'm the creepy captain of normandy unfortunately <laughs> enough and then i became that creepy captain as i romanced her well you didn't necessarily have to say kelly chambers whenever you did like ron burgundy walking <laughs> through the office pretty kelly much chambers. no that was definitely that was definitely the vibe <laughs> god aye, aye, aye. i would say i would still say kelly chambers but i hope it would be in sort of a, a normal friendly tone maybe it was then too i don't know because i never romanced her hey kelly i just chambers. kind of liked I just kind of liked saying Kelly Chambers. It was fun for me. Yeah, there you go. It is a fun name to say. Kelly Chambers. Kelly Chambers. <laughs> what about you? Who'd you romance in that game? I forget. I'm, again, I'm kind of a vanilla bummer in a lot of these games. In the first one, I romanced... Liara? Not Liara. Liara would be cooler because Liara seems to have like a very cool personality. Oh, did you, did you romance that crazy, uh, like anti-alien lady ashley or whatever her name was i did romance ashley why let her die i know most people did <laughs> she sucked <laughs> i know <laughs> baby what's you doing i i was like 14 and like <laughs> i don't know i was looking past her horrible beliefs yeah I, I let her die and i accidentally got into a relationship with the guy who you let live with that one caden yeah i just kind of fell into that yep. one I was like, okay, guess you're my boy now. You let you let Jesus take the wheel, and he let he left led you to love. I mean, I guess so. I definitely chose to save him. Pretty firmly chose to save him. <laughs> that was that that decision in the first game was such a problem for me because I was absolutely friends and best bros with Caden Caden Alenko, but uh, oh god, I was just such a blinded boy trying to chase after Ashley. Oh god. <laughs> I don't think I would make the same decision again if I played through Mass Effect 1, which I suspect I will be come May. Classic teenage shud boy chase. I know, I know. Such a problem. <laughs> and this it doesn't get any better in the second one, because I'll, I'll give you one guess who I, who I romanced in the second Mass Effect. Uh, was it Sidecut Girl? Sidecut Girl. Jack? Yeah. Not Jack. I did not... Again, would, would have been a lot cooler for me to romance oh, Jack. Oh, you fucking the... Uh, elusive man lady Miranda Miranda oh my god yeah I mean that one's a little bit more understandable because genetically engineered to be beautiful wasn't that what it was it was the the New Zealand accent that really pushed it over for for the edge for me and I I like her character was definitely more interesting than Ashley like she was a little bit more rounded out. What's her name? Uh, reminded me of, God, what is the main, like, blonde lady from Battlestar Galactica? The, like, main uh, uh, robot girl? I forget. But it reminded me of that sort of storyline a little bit. Um, sure. She at least had, like, this, this, 
the heartstrings part of it with her brother or whatever that was weird yeah there there was story there which yeah. was interesting to me i think in in three i did not romance anyone i was just like i don't think i can do this in this game <laughs> sure. it's so fucked that's real i think I, I definitely went after liara and like each of them i think liara has a really like she's definitely got the most interesting sort of like backstory and her character is like really well-rounded and uh I just find her a more interesting character. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I was just like, I don't know, dudes, humans, I guess. It's stupid. I had a stupid idea. I went back and played these games again and just was like, okay, let's romance anyone I possibly can. Mm. So I think I went back and played the first one and romanced Caden because I was like, he's a total bro. Sure is. We gotta be, we gotta be even closer. Mm-hmm. And the the second one, I think I did romance Garrus at some point because I was like, rom- like Garrus is my fucking boy ride or die mine as well romance yeah but i mean again like both of them more specifically garris i think had a very very interesting story and like you don't get a lot of that when you when you don't romance him so sure that was that was pretty interesting god who else i feel like there was somebody else in two that i um romance but i don't remember um regardless there's there's rex <laughs> rex shepherd <laughs> that was pretty good rex thank you that was pretty good <laughs> i would constantly just go and start and stop the dialogue between shepherd and rex so it would just be shepherd rex shepherd and then load shepherd rex shepherd over and over and over again <laughs> so i'm unfortunately very familiar you had a with lot their... of fun with names in that game it sounds like i don't know why Kelly i don't Chambers. know why Kelly Chambers. i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> why I, like all of them stuck out i don't i'm very bad with names in real life but like how do i remember caden alenko like his his last name <laughs> i don't know these people that well we are to sony tolly oh god what was her tolly best? i romanced tolly in in the first one at some point i also like tolly quite a bit tolly the norris that's norris something like that tolly zora naraya i think is how you say damn, it. damn tolly zora that's right yep um who else is there samara the justicar she was cool she freaks me out <laughs> yeah she was like she, she was, she too was much way too she was way too strong and like i was scared <laughs> she would just like rip me apart if i if i made the wrong step oh you afraid of strong women chase i mean that one she was d- <laughs> like the rest of them are cool it's fair that's very fair she's, she a, little, she's a little intense she's a little intense she seemed like just a little unhinged, which freaked me out. She was definitely just a little unhinged. She was more than a little unhinged, I think. Yeah. What about the the ultimate homie? Um, Morden? Morden Solis. Morden, Morden is my best friend. I love Morden. He always dies. He was the only one who died for me in the second one. He died in your second one. Interesting. Yeah, he died. No That's explanation. It's just all of a sudden yeah. he was just getting, he was just, you see his life as body. Oh, yeah. Right there. And you're like what did i do wrong should i not have sent him through the hole which is a bummer because he has such a cool role in the third one yeah yeah i think so i think when i had played mass effect 2 i was doing that on the hacked xbox and so i don't think i kept my progress from two to three mm-hmm. and i think i did fuck up and morden died in the second one and i'm kind of glad that i just reset the progress because he was very cool in the third one yeah he's a cool character um uh, anyway yeah, definitely one of the top three most romantic games. That's a good one. What is your second one? Shadow of the Colossus. David, I thought about putting this on this fucking list. Did you really? I didn't, but I very much thought about, like, 
How about I make a joke out of like you and the horse just wandering around the wasteland? <laughs> the horse? No, dude, the girl. Yeah, true. The, the whole thing's for to bring her back, whether it's a lover or a, a sister or anything in between. Top romantic video games. <laughs> I'm gonna say assume it's a lover for this podcast. I think so. I think it was, but that's that's true. You go on on a on a killing conquest to bring back your girlfriend, maybe, mm-hmm. and turn yourself into a monster. Very very romantic. Very romantic. It's true. I I, I thought about putting it on just for the the horse. You and your your best your best partner wandering Agro. through the wastes. Agro. <laughs> That's, that's pretty good. Is that pretty good? I can't do the, the high-pitched soaring whistle that he does. Oh, yeah. That always so cool. Like when he does that and the music starts go. playing because you're like, oh, God, I need my horse. <laughs> There's a monster coming out of the ground, out of the sand. I need my horse. God, so good. I need to keep, I need to keep playing that one of the, the remaster. Yeah. I, I so want to pick it up on the PlayStation and find you see what's going on there. It looks so good. It did look great. by good. the same uh, people who did the Demon Souls remake. I was just about to say Bluepoint did that one. Yeah. They're, they're the killers of, of remakes. They know what they're doing. I want to know they what really the next do. game they're going to do is because they pumped those two out pretty quick from each other. Bloodborne. Blood Boy? Blood Boy. I don't know if I can jump back into Bloodborne so quick. I'm still coming down from it. I can. I'm still coming down. I'll jump in. I'll get back in there. Like, I don't even want to do the, the DLC because I'm just like, I'm just spent on FromSoft <laughs> right now. I just can't take yeah. it. I just can't. I need fair. a break. The DLC is fucking hard, too. So, like, it might be more than it's worth. So, my uh, second most romantic game. Mm-hmm. It's Persona 5, David. Ooh, I, was, I had a feeling that this was going to go that way. I like Persona 5, um, not because it's like... I don't know. It's it's not the same thing as romance in Mass Effect, where the the pinnacle is you taking them back to your room. It's more just like there's a lot of not filler dialogue, but a lot of like I guess exposition dialogue, Wh- whatever it is. Where like you're essentially just like hanging out with another person mm-hmm. and getting to know them very well. And like man, they just write that stuff so well that whenever you go and like hang out with someone, it feels like a very important and like meaningful interaction that you had with somebody. And mm-hmm. because it's all like self-driven, like you don't have to hang out with anybody. You can choose who you want to go spend time with. Um, it's always like, you know, the the person who you feel the most drawn to is is who um, you get to go spend time with. And that's just so interesting. Like, nice. it feels a lot more real to me than, you know, the mechanical sort of romancing in a lot of other games. It's more just like, oh, I'm interested in like what this person's story is. Let me go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just very good. It's intimacy. What you're looking a for. little bit yeah cool. um so yeah what's your uh, what's your third one my third one is the witcher 3 mm, yeah sure fair enough this one's pretty on the nose yeah you can just romance anybody and it's yeah. always fun when they start playing the romance music in the background you're like <laughs> something sexy is about to happen <laughs> and then it does it's, it's fun it's a fun game it, it was always kind of weird to me seeing it because i've like i for whatever reason in my own head like Geralt is just this like murderous sort of intense fighter man Mm -hmm. and so to see him like kind of turn on a dime and start trying to be charming is almost funny like i'm like i don't maybe i shouldn't watch this like i feel like i'm (laughs) he's doing his thing like yeah like i don't want to interrupt this moment too intimate (laughs) Um, they do make it feel very intimate it's very well written and voice acted which is impressive to actually make yeah. it feel like, oh, wow, this is, I can feel like the energy between these two people. The vibe. They're vibing. They're vibing hard. What's the, um, I don't remember what part of the game is, but it's when you're like going to that uh, party where everybody has like a mask on and you're like looking for someone. You're with Triss. Yeah. And like Triss like falls or something or like jumps on you. Both of them catch a vibe at the same time. That was another one of the moments where I'm like, I should probably let him have this. Like. <laughs> 
I should le- leave the garden. Something is about to go down. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, totally. It felt very, very like voyeuristic. Like these, t- these two real people are flirting with each other, and I should make myself not present. I should right just now. sink into these hedges right now, like Homer. Yeah, Simpson go in that away. GIF. Let them have their moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's probably an indication that it's it's pretty well written. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a that's probably my top romantic game. Sure. What about you? It's Final Fantasy X, David. I thought about putting that one on the list too. <laughs> yep. Hey. There you um. Go. Pretty, I'd say initially pretty shallow with the interactions between Titus and Yuna, because at first he's mostly just like, "She's cool and she's a summoner. That's cool with me." Um. Is that Chud Titus? That's Chud Titus. Chud-us? Who is just? That's just Titus, really. He is kind of a chud. <laughs> like a blitzball player. Yeah, dude. What has he got going on up there? Not He's much. light behind the eyes. His father is original sin, though. <laughs> Isn't that God, what it was? I like Final Yeah, he was... Uh... God, I just played this game. The, the story of it's escaping me. He got tossed in the future, didn't he? Titus did? Or his dad? Titus did. I think his dad did, too. Like, his dad went to go fight sin with Orin, and then they both got yeeted, I think, into the future. Or something like that. Uh-huh. But, but yes, eventually his dad turned into Sin. His dad got sent into the future. I think so. Honestly, I need to fact check it because I am not clear. But I I'm mean, pretty it sure sounds right. Anyway, it uh, it was actually pretty interesting. And I think like in hindsight is a little bit better if you can get over all the weird writing and weird localization that happened in Final Fantasy X. This slow sort of process of these two people becoming closer and like Yuna's push to be this like person who has so much responsibility on her shoulders Mm -hmm. and Titus who like very much is like down for the cause, but kind of doesn't know his role in a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I found that power dynamic sort of interesting of Titus isn't really the hero of this story. Like Yuna very much is. She's the one who's like got to, you know, go defeat sin. Like that's her whole jam Mm -hmm. and all the people in it are sort of supporting her. And so to like almost be a side character in the story is pretty interesting just as like a game itself, but then also to have them get to know each other over time and have that sort of uh, relationship blossom was interesting in a way that I wasn't expecting, yeah. especially upon replaying it. Awkward laughing and lol. Part <laughs> <laughs> was terrifying as a child. It's so confused. Uh, me too. I like that. There's so much of this kind of video game, and especially in JRPGs, that like I was already such an awkward like ten year old that I didn't know. Like, is this just what people are like? And I don't know it. Is this what normal people are like? And so I'm getting so many conflicting messages from real life of how people normally are, uh, quote unquote. And then also like these very odd video games that like, yeah, do not look anything like what I've come to to understand normal socialization. Social dynamics were very strange and confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, I don't know if this is what they should be showing impressionable young shut-ins like myself, (laughs) you know? Yeah, dude, it's very weird. Yeah. So yeah, uh, anyway, rounding that out, I thought that was a pretty interesting ro- romantic game. And it's the whole game is just so steeped in romance, whereas like it almost plays out like a soap opera a lot of the time, mm-hmm. whereas like nine is very much like a fantasy story. Seven is like a sci-fi fantasy story, you know, and almost every other f- Final Fantasy is like that. But I feel like 10 specifically is, is deeply, deeply, yeah, like a romance story. And as you know, as, as a teenager, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But as an adult, I'm like, that's kind of interesting that mm-hmm. like games kind of don't usually come at that angle very often so it's not at all at least not seriously you know yeah yeah okay great uh we also wanted to talk about the top three couples 
in video games. Yeah. What do you got? What's 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 one for you? The the first one that came to mind was Lonnie and Sam in Gone Home. Um, have you played Gone Home before? No. You should play Gone Home. It, it, it takes like an hour. Gone Home was a game that the folks who did Minerva's Den, the DLC for Bioshock 2 made. Um, and the, Gone Home is very much like one of the first quote unquote walking simulators. Okay. A ton of environmental storytelling in that game. And um, for those who haven't played it, which I think there's probably a, a, a certain number of folks in the audience who haven't, Gone Home essentially like initially presents itself as almost like a horror game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you show up to like an, what appears to be an abandoned house and things are kind of spooky and dark and nobody seems to be home. And you start to find like notes left from what appears to be your sister uh, from, you know, the perspective of the person who's playing the game. And it's it's sort of unclear what's going on, but it looks like her and this other uh, uh, lady, Lonnie, mm-hmm. started to like get into a relationship. And both of them were kind of unclear about what their like how their relationship should play out or what it needs to be. It's set in like sort of the mid 90s. I can't remember exactly where, but it's, you know, probably a place that is probably not super cool with uh, LGBT relationships uh-huh and uh yeah so essentially you're sort of unclear the whole game about like what is gonna happen with the story because nobody seems to be home and sort of the big twist and reveal at the end of it is that that nothing really you know went badly they just like ran away together uh-huh. um huh. and it you know it sort of points towards like they're probably not gonna you know be gone forever that this is probably just like some teenage sort of love and like they're having a moment but it's it's like such an interesting and cool way to explore the relationship between these two people in a way that feels like natural and you're actually sort of finding how things played out. And then also, you know, the 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 reveal not being some sort of like murderous twist that it's just sort of like, oh, they're not here right now. And, uh, you know, the reason your parents aren't home, too, is that they're uh, they call off their like recent vacation to go to couples counseling. Mm-hmm. And so like what appears to be pointing at like maybe something much more malicious is actually just like, no, we just wanted to tell the story of like these these two people. And it was it felt very like real to me when I was playing through it. Very cool. Yeah. I was listening to uh, the split split screen podcast recently talked about this and Maddie Myers was talking about her experience playing uh, Gone Home. And I think it came out, when was this, like 2013 or so? Maybe earlier than that, maybe like 2011, 2012. And like she was really relieved that two queer women were not being used as like you know, actually, actually they killed each other. Like that wasn't yeah. the end result. It's just like, yeah, no the Romeo and Juliet thing. Yeah. No, th- there wasn't some like violence that ended up happening. It's just, they, you know, decided to like run away with each other. Totally. And then that's sort of a relief and very much like, you know, 2012, 2013, some awful, terrible Gamergate shit was going on. And like the, it's, it was sort of a breath of fresh air to be like, Oh, thank God. Like these something nice. Yeah. Something nice. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I liked that. That, that couple these these two women aren't escaping being doxxed yeah no they're just they're you know. in love and they want to go be with each other simple and simple and clean simple and clean the way your love is making me feel tonight tonight um what's your uh what's 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 in your top three couples david a recent one mm. uh dina and ellie hell yeah no this this one's good i i i loved their relationship that one really was quite quite special i thought mm-hmm. that was really just the 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 acting and the passion and the compassion between them was jumped off jumped off the screen <laughs> jumped off the screen to me yeah yeah it's just like it's it's impressive that they get you to care about this you know character dina in the same way that ellie would care about her mm-hmm. you know 
like protective and loving and stuff like that yeah so yeah that was it was that was really special especially you know like when she plays the guitar for her in that old seattle dilapidated <laughs> uh grunge rock music store or whatever it was yeah that was a that was a special moment in gaming right there <laughs> i i i've like read that some people thought that, that moment was like sort of cheesy or like didn't work for them mm. but I, I don't know why it really did for me i wasn't taken out of it or like i didn't think it was cheesy even though you know what did they play like aha or whatever take on me yeah um yeah <laughs> like i i can easily see how that would sort of remove you from the situation but for whatever reason i was just like hell yeah this feels way way real yeah yeah and it's, it's like that's something that you would that you would play for your for your lover mm-hmm. you know just like a silly song you're not playing it like super loud you're just like kind of embarrassed by it yeah you're just doing it to to show that hey i like you and i don't show this to other people but i show it to you it's yeah like an intimate intimate moment sharing your musical performance with somebody it's true yeah their their relationship felt really real in like the way that it sort of ebbed and flowed throughout the game too. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it in just like one spot, right? It wasn't just like, this is the two, these two characters and that's it. It's static. It's like they were kind of maybe sort of talking to each other in the beginning. And then obviously like things took off from there, but seeing that part of it was interesting. And then like them definitely being together um, throughout like, you know, the middle of the game. And then obviously, you know, spoilers, I guess, but towards the end of it and then not as well that that all felt really real and yeah jesus the fucking voice acting between those two like at no point when they were talking did i ever feel like i was like watching a video game it was just like i i mm-hmm. felt very much like i'm hearing two people talk to each other yeah yeah so jesus yeah the the writing and the 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 voice acting really sells that that relationship for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah you're right that like you know i think you as the player are supposed to maybe put yourself in the shoes of whoever you're playing whether that's joel or ellie or whatever and so it's it, it probably is pretty challenging to create a character that you as the player are like into as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think the game would be super effective if you're like, oh, Dina sucks. But like, Dina did not suck. Dina was very cool. And like- She was tight, yeah. She was very cool and like level-headed. I don't know. She, you know, even in the moments where she was frustrated or like didn't want to do something that the player was supposed to be doing, like I I felt like, yeah, I know, I know, Dina. (laughs) Like- Mm-hmm. I, I get it i don't know she, it just felt like a very well realized yeah, character like, i understand why you're upset yeah i get it i understood I her it. like motivations and her desires and stuff like that so yeah i thought the um the scene i, I guess this is you know if, if you don't want to have parts of the end of last of us do spoiled skip ahead 45 seconds or so but the the scene where they're back on the farmhouse and like ellie's carrying around baby and like dina's like cooking or something mm-hmm. felt so real to me yeah. like outside yeah. of uh you know the post-apocalyptic stuff them just like kind of wandering around dina's like hey could you put on some music and like they do that and then they kind of like dance for a second dina's like hey i, I got shit to do like go away or whatever mm-hmm. all of that for whatever reason just felt like so domestic and well realized to say very domestic feels yeah. yeah and just like i've i've done this i know what this is mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's it was pretty well realized for sure it's good stuff hell yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh the second one i had written down was parvardi and junlai from the outer worlds oh okay um so in i didn't this, play that one uh so in the game one of the i think it's one of the first like companions you get is parvardi who's like this like fairly naive lady who is like just as sweet as can be and like one of the nicest people you get to interact with in the game mm-hmm. it's like sort of slowly this this story comes out about her being into this uh, other person, I, I think it's Jun, Jun Lei, Jun Lai, 
Um, I can't remember. I haven't played the game in a while, but um, uh-huh. she's like so awkward and nervous about it. And she like, isn't really sure how she feels about this person yet. And is like asking you the player, like, well, well what should I do? Um, I don't really know how to approach the situation. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, you as the player are like, well, maybe you should go talk to her. And she's like, oh fuck, I don't think I can do that. Like, I'd like, am I supposed to like, what are we going to talk about? And you're like, I don't know. just like, see what she's doing. She's like, I'm so fucking nervous. I don't think I can do this. And like the next, like, couple of side missions are you just sort of like trying to get her to go like essentially have a date with this other uh, really? person uh the a lot of that like storyline is essentially just her trying to discover what her relationship with this other person is mm-hmm. and it's i mean like it's sort of adorable like both of them don't really know how to do this and in a way that you know the first time you see somebody like actively try and go after someone or you know pursue somebody romantically it's uh charming in that way and i think mm-hmm. Like, Pravardi is also struggling with, like, her own asexuality in this game, mm. which, A, is something that is just not represented in video games at all. Yeah. Or in media at large. So that was sort of like a, holy shit, I, I don't know that I've heard a story about this in video games before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that part of it was also, like, genuinely pretty interesting. But, yeah, I think, you know, this, this like, sort of date that they, they get to go on was deeply charming. Cool. I didn't even know you played that game. Uh, yeah. When did I play this? Um, and it had to have been when... It, came out so probably like two years ago at this point it's not very Mm -hmm. long so like i feel like i must have played it over the course of like a month or something gotcha okay yeah so is this your second top three couple yes okay talk to me what is it? elena fisher and nathan drake i thought about this one as well (laughs) yeah i mean their relationship is messy which is real absolutely which i appreciate Mm -hmm. and i do feel like elena is too good for him in many ways very much <laughs> but elena's my girl yeah ever since the first one and i just i, I enjoy their relationship and that she's a good foil to him and shows just how kind of insane he really is <laughs> yeah. like talking to her you figure out like nathan is nuts nathan is a damaged damaged He's man like an unhinged man yeah <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> and this woman is trying her best to to rein him in i guess or at least yeah. make sure that he doesn't like just kill himself because he's upset or everyone else <laughs> <laughs> well he already does that yeah just, that maybe he already That's kills everybody true. a one-man fucking army just send him <laughs> into any sort of war zone it's a done done yeah. deal yeah yeah not much to say about their relationship it's pretty straightforward if you've ever played the games but yeah just just a well-done action movie in a video game relationship that definitely matures over time as the games mature and the people who played them and grew up with them mature as well, which I thought it was nice. I, I think know. the the best realized form of it is definitely in four. Yeah. God, Uncharted Four is really fucking good. Um <laughs> so good, dude. Somehow very slept on despite being a very, very like it's a popular game, but like Jesus. Naughty Dog was like, okay, so we learned a bunch of stuff about storytelling in Last of Us. Let's do that in an Uncharted. And it's just unbelievable parts of those games real good another sort of similar moment to uh i I guess a lot of the other stuff that we're talking about just these like very small intimate moments was in the beginning when you're playing as drake in the fourth one and like he's fucking around up in the uh what is it not the basement the ceiling the attic attic. Um, he's up in the ceiling (laughs) and like she calls him down because i think she's like making dinner or something like that Mm-hmm. And like the 15 minutes of them, like eating dinner, he's like distant thinking about fucking killing people and raiding <laughs> tombs and shit. Um, <laughs> it's that meme. I bet he's thinking about other girls. I wonder how many people I could be killing right <laughs> yeah, now. Genuinely. Huh? Nathan Drake is unhinged. Um, like their, their interactions there felt wildly realistic. Her tr- trying to sort of like pull him 
back to reality mm-hmm. uh, than the incredible moment where they make you play through the first level of Crash Bandicoot. Uh, her being like, you're not going to beat my fucking score, dude. It's not going to happen. Him trying to, mm-hmm. and then, you know, depending on how you do, like his reaction sort of spawns from there. But that, and then I think in that same scene, he's like, or she had, she's like known Drake enough to be like, hey, I know you're thinking about taking on this other job. And he gets like kind of defensive. He's like, no, 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 like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And she's like, I think you should. Like, I think you should do this. And like, I think she's hoping probably that this will kind of be Drake's last thing that he'll be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's also, I think, acknowledging that like, this is who he is. And that, I don't know, she's, she's supporting him in a way that is sort of refreshing. It's, it's not, the Mm. game isn't resting on its laurels of just being like, well, Drake is a real fucking shooting man. His wife's going to tell him not to No, Like Mm -hmm. they're, they're in a healthy relationship that has problems, but she's on his side at the end of it. And the, the conflict between them eventually is not that Drake goes and does it. It's that he goes and does it behind her back. And like, that's the, that's the point of contention between them. She's like, yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, I, I would have been mad about this, but not nearly as fucking pissed as if you just didn't tell me like Mm -hmm. what the Mm -hmm. fuck? Like that, that whole thing felt incredibly realistic. That was good. That's good storytelling, man. Yeah. That's very Uncharted 4. That's a good game. Yeah, good no, game. that one that one slapped. Okay, so my my third and final top three couple. It is Chloe Price and Rachel Amber in Life is Strange, David. All right, okay. uh, teenagers, so like you know, getting to know each other, figuring out how their how their whole vibe is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this has sort of been written about, like how how sort of believable their interaction is. But I think I I like their interaction a because it's like you know kind of player controllable like you can choose how how you know involved they get with each other but all of it feels so realistic of just like as a teenager not really knowing what you're doing or like how to be in any of these situations and the messiness that comes with that especially Mm -hmm. as like you know an early high schooler like a 15 year old doesn't know how to fucking do a relationship like you're just figuring it out and that sort of confusion i think is very real and oftentimes like misrepresented mm-hmm. in media i feel like it's really rare for uh, media to kind of understand that like it's not that teenagers are dumb and have no fucking clue what's going on it's just that they haven't done this before they're unpracticed in how to be in a relationship and so like they're gonna be yeah. missteps but yeah, yeah. It's not just that they're, you know, fumbling around like idiots or something like that. So I, I found that very, like, charming and realistic in, you know, just my own experience of, you know, being in high school and not really knowing how to be in a relationship or anything like that. Just like, what the, I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And sort of having to figure it out, I, I mm-hmm. found it just, just very realistic in the way that they wrote that. Nice. I've never played that game. Is it good? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's worth a play. Like, I think it is... Um, if you took the very good writing of *The Last of Us* and just took all of the violence away, it's uh, it is it is cool in the way that uh, the the characters are pretty well written and you sort of get to go interact with them. The, again, very melancholic, very sort of like sad at moments, but cool to sort of experience a, a, a well written space. So yeah, that was that was my uh, my top my top couple. Um, what about you? This was just my Chud answer, but it's Sora and Kyrie. <laughs> Dude, I honestly it was it was so close to being on my list. I get that it's a very basic gamer boy answer to give, but like, <laughs> it's the it's the answer of my heart. It's the answer of your heart. Um, there's something there's something about it, David. It's provocative. <laughs> it gets, it gets the, the people, people going. going. I don't quite know how to describe why the romance in Kingdom Hearts. Actually, no. I'm taking over your segment. This is your this is your thing. <laughs> you do your best. <laughs> I guess it's just. 
because Kingdom Hearts, as we've discussed, is such a vibe, mm-hmm. this whole relationship is just one kind of awkward, where do we stand kind of vibe. <laughs> do you like me? I clearly like you. And I think you clearly like me, but we haven't said anything. And it's just very... The tension. You know, it's very prebubescent, yeah. preteen relationship feeling. <laughs> uh, I think that's really what stuck with me from it personally was that it really captured kind of that nebulous feeling of what is what is this what this are we is doing? more than yeah. just a friendship now this is something else mm-hmm. but neither of us is saying what it is uh, which is also kind of an exciting thing when it first happens right mm-hmm. so yeah I, I feel like it captures that it captured that well yeah it's not it's not like oh my god this relationship grows and like you know they they have these amazing adventures together i mean she's barely in the game <laughs> yeah she's I mean, not in the first one almost at all yeah I, I, and i i hear she's more in the third one mm-hmm. I haven't, which I haven't played. Sure. Uh, full, full disclosure. But yeah, it's just, she, it, it just represented something from my childhood and like a specific part of life's type of relationship. Yeah. Romantic relationship that I think it captured well. What were you going to say? I feel like you were about to go on like a diatribe. <laughs> I, so. I, I was trying to say like, I don't know that it's, it's not a particularly well written like romance, right? Like, i'm not defending the writing at all no yeah and that's that's what i'm trying to get at is like i'm i'm poking around the edges of i don't think it did writing well Kyrie was barely in the first one yeah and so like what why why is why did i feel so motivated as a teenager or like a young a young guy to be like i need to save her i have to help her because she's in trouble Mm -hmm. or something like that yeah I think it's it's probably a tapping into the like young boyish desire to be like some kind of fucking hero and like mm-hmm. also to be, you know, have some sort of love love wrapped up in that, which yeah. is, you know, potentially problematic. Like you can't. Yes, um, that's that's sort of a fun fantasy for a 10 year old. But like you also need to be able to distinguish between that as like a real adult person. To be like that is not yeah. how normal relationships work. But, totally. But I think as like, you know, just a, a fantasy as a young guy, that's that's a compelling a story to tell of like, well, if you were just strong enough and this lady who might like you is in trouble and you just have to save your friends from the heartless, then you can go do it. Uh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. <laughs> then you can, if just the power of your fucking keyblade's big enough, dude, like, then you can do it. Yeah, I think a it's it was compelling as a young guy, right? Like as as a as a ten year old, eleven year old, or whatever. Kingdom Hearts was very much compelling in that way for the love story, but I think it's it just tapped into the already existing vibe of Kingdom Hearts of being this sort of sad and tragic story without really explaining why it's tra- sad or tragic. It just is, baby. <laughs> just is. I think <laughs> if if I was actually trying to like dig a little bit deeper, I think as a as a kid there's a lot of things influencing you and that have power over your experience and your world right like you don't have a choice in a lot of the things you do Mm. and that's a that's largely how your initial sort of like departure with Kyrie happens like departure you say (laughs) on departure island uh both of you and Kyrie are like hanging out and like maybe vibing and getting to know each other and then like forces larger than you absolutely take you away from one another and i think the 
fantasy of you being strong enough to change the world around you enough to get back to her is really intoxicating as a young person. Like, that you would have enough power to actually influence your world to change something. Where it's like, that's not a very common thing to be able to do as like a fourth grader or something, you know? Like, you don't have a choice whether you go to school, you don't have a choice of where you go, what you do, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on how intense your parents are, like, what you do in your free time or something, you know? And so... I think that's why something like this was popular. It's also why something, um, you know, like Dragon Ball Z was popular where like, if you're just fucking strong enough, <laughs> you can, you can influence the the powers that be enough to go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I understand why that might be compelling to, to somebody who's younger and maybe, you know, maybe I'm, I'm sure if I was 25 when I was playing Kingdom Hearts, it might not be as effective as it was when I was 10. I would hope not. <laughs> Uh, honestly so, yeah <laughs> so yeah anything anything else to say on, on kingdom hearts no we talk about it more than enough on the that's podcast. probably true <laughs> um and then our our last and final question what's the best video game setting to take your significant other to okay my number one is rainbow road Ooh, what a nice place just take a little stroll a little nice <laughs> jaunt down it you know we're not going fast we ain't gonna fall off the edges yeah we're gonna get a nice view of the galaxy and the stars very romantic very nice out there yeah that's good i'm assuming when there's not mario karts on it yeah i i rented it out i rented out the place <laughs> no uh, karts will taking, be here today yeah we're just taking a nice uh leisurely drive maybe i'll put like a little table down mm. near the end for a little wow. while you know whining and dining you know color I mean? me charms david benavides hey, my goodness you know, i know how to romance baby <laughs> what about you what you um, got I, I was torn between this one. It's either the Dragon Quest universe, because it's very charming mm. and very nice, or sure. maybe Skyrim, because Skyrim is quite pretty. And like, okay. it, would, it would be so cool to just go like hang out in Whiterun, rent rent like a cabin in Whiterun. <laughs> Not go to the Winking Skeever. There's a bunch of the sketchy... The Winking Skeever. <laughs> Skyrim comes with maybe the threat of danger, which is sort of a problem, but... I mean, there's dragons. There are actual dragons, so, like, maybe maybe not there, but, <laughs> it, man, some of the snowy places, I'm just like, I would love to just, like, sit by the hearth and have some mm. some mead and a big turkey leg or something with with sure. with a significant other. And I will tell you where I don't want to go for a Let's day. Let's hear it. It's literally fucking anywhere in Death Stranding. Oh, This sure. place sucks <laughs> to be uh and would make for potentially one of the worst dates ever uh-huh especially if you're outside you don't want to get caught in the time fall david that's gonna suck god that sounds awful it's rain that makes your you age very quickly and so if you're caught out in there and you get stuck in it for too long you die causing a that's void a, that's, out that's terrifying yeah <laughs> Oh my god. That's why people are afraid. Death Stranding sucks. The world the world of it is really brutal. Time brain that makes you age? Time fall. You don't want to cause a void out and start the Death Stranding over again, do you? I'm scared now. I'm (laughs) scared. In the world of Death Stranding, whenever somebody dies, they call it like after a certain amount of time, unless you burn the body, it causes like a nuclear explosion. What? A void out. Oh my god. Well, what a game. I'm gonna have to play that one day. If you don't play it, you should at least watch like a YouTube video of the story. It's really bananas. Sure. Can I do one place I wouldn't want to go to? Yes, please. Uh, it's Yarnum. Yeah, that seems also <laughs> potentially the worst place to be. Like it smells so bad. Yeah, first of all, there's no way you that know place that smells place good. just smells like blood 
and butt and guts and more blood and <laughs> dead, butt and guts. Dead stuff. Dead things, rotten things. Big old ones. Big hairy things, thangin'. Old ones. Old ones. No way an old one smells good. Bring your significant other to Yarnum. <laughs> the old one will, great c- <laughs> will set up a nice area for you to have a picnic. <laughs> Have a nice picnic at at the Moonside Lake with Ram the Vacuous Spider. We have a wonderful gazebo for you to come and wine and dine. (laughs) My lore voice. I like that. (laughs) Lore voice. That's a place I would never want to go. Yeah, that's a bad one. Okay, great. That's that's our our, our, uh, season for sleazing special. (laughs) It's the sleazing. Tis the sleazing. David, we are on Twitter. We are at Podtimism if you would like to come talk to us there. If you want to support the show and be a total, a total old one, then review the show on Apple Podcast if you would like to. Or better yet, if you're really a big podhead, <laughs> a big old one, then you can show it to a friend who, who might like it. That's that's the easiest way to grow the show and to spread the word also just be an old one just be just be an old one and thang your thing man also if you're at this part of the show thank you for listening it's so cool to be able to release a show for people who like that thing mm-hmm. specifically around video games so i'm i'm feeling mm-hmm. very grateful for for the audience this this week always and all weeks but uh, i want to want to reinforce that more than i do so thanks nice david do you have any gaming wisdom i do you know this this Sunday. If you have if you have a significant other, mm-hmm. you know maybe put down the controller. Mm, true. Or if they're of a like mind, Pick give them up. the second controller. Pick it up. Don't give them the hoary controller. Don't give them that third party nonsense. Okay? No, no mad cats, please. No mad cats allowed. <laughs> give them the first party controller. Give them that good Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft goodness. Mm-hmm. You take you take whatever is left over. You take the janky. And you appreciate that person. Yeah, true. Appreciate them. And if you don't have one of those people in your life, guess what? You're that person for yourself. Oh. Gotta love yourself first before you can love someone else. I just want, I don't, I don't even want to do the goof after that. I just want to end the fucking pod. Damn. (laughs) I don't, I don't want, I don't want to say anything else. I don't want to jinx it. This is the wisdom of the old way. Okay, there we go. There we go. (laughs) We can end it now. (laughs) 